Everybody else is coming, so just give me a minute. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, we're waiting on a couple people, so. I don't see you. Oh, yeah, I know. I, yeah, I'm here. I'm right here. Hi. Hi. I think you're making me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just like, I, I'm going through my notes. Um, so there's going to be some actor specific questions, which I will ask you to answer, obviously. Hopefully my dog shuts up. Um, the, they will be more around like, how do you feel um, about like typecasting? Does that happen to you kind of thing? Like what attracts you to roles, stuff like that. Um, if you could play, you know, any role, any character of all time, you know, it doesn't oh matter gender or whatever, like who would it be? The, that kind of question. Okay. So, okay. You're asking me if I could, can you repeat that again? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I'll repeat it when I actually ask you. But um, the, the questions will be along the lines of, um, what roles do you tend to go after in, in the industry? Um, do you feel typed by the industry? Uh, if you could play any role of, you know, that anyone has ever played, in anything ever, uh, regardless of gender or, or age or what have you, what would it be and why? Things like that. Right. Okay. So just think on that while we're waiting for my lovely slow people to show up here. <laughs> okay. It's just Andrew, I swear I'll scream, but it'll be great that way because he can answer the producer questions and you can answer the actor questions and we will be all set. I hope I can answer the questions. <laughs> well, of course you can. You're an actor. Are you sick? Everybody seems sick. I'm sorry. Yeah, I've oh. been sick the past couple of days. Right. So. Not good. Feel better. Uh oh, there's it. Maybe. There he is. Hey, bud. Hey. What's going on? Hi, Andrew. Hi. How are you? Good, just a sec here. Yeah, no, it's fine. Other people might trickle through here. That's the weird part about production people. I got a couple of these people who are on set, so they may like pop oh, in weirdly. Mm -hmm. But um, other than that, you know, hi everyone. That's you. <laughs> How you doing? I, know, I, I talked to both of you earlier on the phone, which is really funny. But you know, because here we are looking at each other, which is which is a cool thing. It's much yeah. better. Yeah. So so I'm gonna make this a, a monthly uh, thing for now. I'm gonna okay. try to anyway on my podcast, uh, where we have a roundtable and discuss things about filmmaking, the ups, the downs, acting, you know, all of these yeah. things where you know, people want to know how how the heck we're still all standing. You know what I mean? <laughs> True story. And sometimes I question that too. <laughs> so, anyway. fun. Do you ever watch anyway. those? Do you ever watch roundtables? Me? Any of you. I'm completely, I'm a nerd. I, I watch them all the time. 
on uh, yeah. YouTube. I haven't seen them. They're free. Just look up Actors Roundtable, and a bunch of them will come up. It'll it's under usually under the um, Hollywood Reporter. Actors Roundtable, Hollywood Reporter. Hang on, yeah. taking notes. Yeah, just to, you can totally nerd out, man. Some of your favorite actors are will be on there. Yeah, it's true. They really are, and lots of them are very, very open and honest about experiences they've had and opinions they have, and it's yeah. it's kind of fascinating. Yeah, I learned so, a lot. What we're doing, like actors, uh, not the actor studio. Is it similar to that in Manhattan, where the actors come and they have this one guy that yeah, interviews I know. them, and there's a stage, like a stage and whatnot. Oh, I get. I don't know. I haven't seen that. That sounds oh, cool. yeah, it's a lot like <laughs> live. <laughs> but we're throwing her into the mix right now, so I mean, she'll get a handle on what this is. Um, I actually have I have two quotes, and mostly they're for you, Andrew. But like, I think this applies oh. in general. Let's go. Uh, one okay. is Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson once said the most honest form of filmmaking is making a film for yourself. Now this sounds all... Oh, she froze. You, you froze on us. Do you see a frozen screen, Peter? I, I see, I, Andrew, I see a frozen okay. screen. I see it on my mind. Okay. You'll get back to us, I'm sure. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> now, how are you doing? Good. I've been sick for a couple of days, but I'm trying to get over this cold. Yeah, a you lot know? of people are getting that right now. Yeah, it's, it's just the weather up here has been cold, and then we get bombarded with snow, and then the next day it's like 60 degrees, you know, so it's cold, hot, cold, hot, and then That's just so strange. Where are you at? I live in upstate New York. Like okay, New that's right. And I'm in Oregon. Yeah. So I'm getting that too. We get We get like, it's all over the place. We've had hail the last few days. Wow. A lot of hail spurts. And then we've had snow and then we've had nice weather. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. So that's what's happened to me. You know, you go out, you walk the dog and then you think it's beautiful. You say, I'm just going to go out in a t-shirt. And next thing you know, you're home in bed with like a couple of soups. Like, I shouldn't have gone out with a jacket, just a t-shirt. <laughs> I should have worn a jacket. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh. so what else is going on with you? Oh, I was writing early most of the day, uh, writing another script. Mm -hmm. I like to I like to make things. So that's good. Yeah. Have you worked a lot with L? No, no. Uh, just just recently uh, with the Money Run connection, just trying to get that going, and uh, we hit it off. So we kind of have the same ambitions and. And then goals, and we both have something that the other can provide. So we've just been a good, you know, team friendship. Yeah, she's a great. A lot of this is. I'm going to text her real quick. She's a great person. I love her personality. She's always so happy. Yeah, you know, I love. She's always laughing, which is good. <laughs> At that bubbly, bubbly laugh. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, well, what have you been doing since last time I talked to you? I've uh, just been taking acting classes in Manhattan, um, taking my voice lessons, uh, just doing the thing of like life, <laughs> running yeah. out, taking it's, it's a hard time for everybody. Going so. on auditions. I got another movie the other day. Oh, so, you did? Mm -hmm, so cool. 
What do you yeah. get? What is it? What are you doing? Don't know the details, but I sent my stuff in and uh, they said that I, I got the part, but they don't know where they're going to put me in. The, I'm going to be in the film. So I don't know if I'm playing a cop or you know what, but I'm going to get more details by the weekend. So okay. that's good. Cool. Yeah, no, that's cool. How'd you land that? Um, a friend of mine posted something on Facebook. And so I said, okay, let me just like do the right thing and go through the channels like everyone else is. And so I texted him, I sent in my uh, my resume to the address that they had and whatnot. And he calls me back and he's like, okay, I'm going to put you in the film. <laughs> you have yeah. a part. That's, <laughs> Even so if I'm, liner, I'm happy with like a one, two liner, you know, it's like, I'm not yeah. the type of person that says, oh my God, I have to have like major, you know, major script or, or scenes or whatever. I'm content, you know, whatever comes my way. That's awesome. <laughs> so, awesome. Hi. Hello. <laughs> you were on some epic Peter Jackson thing and then you just went out. I know, and then I vanished. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's like the story of my life, I feel like. It's like, <laughs> I see something huge and then I'm like, the world just put me in a box. Okay. <laughs> what were you saying about that quote yeah so what i was saying about that quote is that isn't that an interesting idea right so i want to know from both of you actually what that what does that mean to you because one as an actor right you're relying on people being sturdy enough to hold up a text right that you're just being hired to do and and you Andrew, as as a producer and a director and an actor and every hat you wear um you know i i know you can relate to this because hey, i want you to i know that's why okay so and the the quote is the most honest form of filmmaking is making a film for yourself. I know, I think I know where he's going with that, but I can only give you my opinions. Uh, right. when, I, when I started so writing, give me your when I started writing, I, I wrote a novel and I wrote it for myself. And then once I was getting all this feedback from people and um, I was learning more about the writing process, and even transitioning into screenwriting, it was like, it's the more I appease to other people, because everybody's a critic, right? You're mm -hmm. gonna, you, can, you can make the best script in the world, the best story in the world. Everybody's going to critique you no matter what. So as creators, or even as an actor, we got to take in what we think is useful and then discard other things. Because you can't take it all in. Everybody's going to critique you no matter what you do. Right. So uh, to me, um, it took me a while to learn that because I kept changing things for other people. I kept changing my story. I kept changing the characters. And, and then next thing you know, I had I had personal friends that would tell me, why did you change the beginning of your story? It was so good. And I'm like, well, you know, I heard that you know, they didn't like it over here and they didn't like this. And the next thing you know, uh, my my way of thinking is completely washed out. Um, and that was a hard lesson for me. So when he says the honest, the honest way is making it for yourself, I feel like you get something that is more real when, when you're making it for you and not for somebody else. Uh, because all the great did that. Stallone did that with Rocky. He made it for himself. And 
uh, people argued with him about who should play the role or whatnot. And, and next thing you know, he's made a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. So anyways, that's my take on it. I, I agree with you on that. I think, I yeah. think that you have to be in it, not just for money, right. In, in, in that situation, right. It can't be about the bank role. <laughs> yeah. It has to be about the art. And I, that's another interpretation of what he meant there. And, and interestingly, this can relate back to acting too. And, and I have a friend who was in, um, who was in, oh my gosh, why is this escaping me at the moment? Back to the Future, wow, okay. Um, I should probably like go to repent at the acting church for that about, one. About Michael J. Fox? Michael J. I'm not talking about Michael J. Fox, but I am talking about Ricky Dean Logan. And it was like his first, he was with the, the gang in, uh, in that movie. and. And so he said it was like one of his first projects ever. And he walked into this room to get coffee, runs into the director, right? Who's like, and he's like terrified, right? So what do you do in that situation as a young actor? And you're like face to face with the guy who decides your future. And and he goes, Well, is there anything that you're looking for in particular? And and so the director says to him, Oh yeah, you're gonna do it however you do it. We're gonna tell you to do it the way it's scripted, and then we're gonna use whatever you did first. That's kind. <laughs> oh. Right. You don't you don't always so keep- I mean there's this whole like yeah, there's this whole element of hey, there's there's creepy Jeff. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. My man. Oh, the voice of reason. What's going oh, on, buddy? Just a hot day. Very hot. It's actually, it's even hot in Pennsylvania, so don't yeah. feel bad. It's you know, going tight. back. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I cut you off. Oh uh, no, it's just it's just really toasty. Mm. <laughs> it's just really. Well, we were talking about a quote from Peter Jackson. Um, the quote is the most honest form of filmmaking is making a film for yourself. Okay. So everybody was explaining what that kind of meant to them. It's now Eleni's turn to explain kind of how that works for an actor. And then, and then we'll hear from uh, the voice of reason on, on that too. Go for it, lady. Okay. I would, I, I think for me, it would be if I perform it on, on set with something, I would just basically try to bring my true self um, to the character um, and then just see how it happens, see what happens. You know, it's not trying, like like Andrew said, not trying to please everyone. It's just what you think is right for you and how you want to express yourself in that moment. Mm. I'd agree. How hard is that though? You- that is so hard, right? Not really. I-, I don't think it's hard because if you're connected with the character, and if you really know yourself, mm-hmm. and then if you don't put like limitations or think like you said, if you just remove everyone from your surroundings and all the noise and just do your own thing, what you're feeling and you know what is right for you, mm-hmm. it's the right interpretation, I think, at the time. Yeah, I think that goes right into kind of what I was saying. Like uh, everybody's got an opinion of you. 
and you got to learn to take what you you know what's good and discard the bad but mm -hmm. it can taint your way of thinking but you're right i agree with you it's like you're you know any role you play whether it's it's somebody good devious uh quiet whatever it is shy and timid whatever it is it's an extension of what you already know right depending on whether you fit the character or not in their eyes right you know, his eyes but you know you got me thinking both of you did and um i'm gonna go back to stallone again just because he's a good example but he has that speech problem you think so please talks like well, this but, uh, speech problem. okay but but i mean in the beginning of his career he had a hard time with that Right. Everybody didn't want him. He was always casted as a thug, you know, and all that stuff. And then, uh, you know, he wrote Rocky and he used it. To use it to his he, advantage. He used, he, yeah, he used what, what other people might say is a weakness to a strength. Right. Well, I mean, he had to make a choice right there, too. Do I listen to everybody else or do I do something that I believe is, is, a, is a weapon? Right. Now, you saw that character within him. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, I agree with you. I think making something for yourself, uh, there's something pure there versus yes. trying to appease other people. I agree. So now that Jeff is here and we have like all four of us, how about we kind of introduce ourselves quick? Like, well, everybody knows who I am, but like Andrew go first, then Eleni, then Jeff. Yeah, you got uh, Jeff, Eleni, you know who I am. I, Andrew, um, filmmaker, actor, producer. I met both of you. But I think those two didn't know each other. Maybe they should introduce. Jeff right. and Laney. Yeah. Well, what so, have you? <laughs> so I'm, I'm Jeff, and uh, I started out actually building sets and props and done a lot of behind-the-camera stuff. And um, I think I have maybe 39 films under my belt now that's awesome i also do sfx makeup so me and a buddy of mine are partners in a business called new breed sfx uh, we lean more towards practical effects so we use a lot of blood a lot of latex a lot of silicone and we still do hand painting versus airbrush um but yeah um I, I enjoy meeting meeting folks. Some folks, you meet them, you okay, never meet again. <laughs> Which, if anybody's been around for a little bit, I'm sure several of you guys feel the same way. People come and go. Absolutely. I have no comment. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> and and at that, least two of you know why. About me. <laughs> I've always <laughs> enjoyed you, Jeff. Not so, you, obviously. So that's cool. All right. Well, so how do you feel that like you make filmmaking your own in, in what you do and your role in the whole thing? Well, my thing, some people may look at because I'm very forward in what I think, um, especially when it comes to film. I don't care about wasting time standing around a lot. I mean, get, don't get me wrong. There's time to have fun. There's time to get real. Um, as far as you, you've got, you've got method actors and you have theater actors and you have folks that just have it natural, I guess you could say. Um, I really like, uh, 
characters that that pull on your strengths, that test your abilities. Um, I mean, fortunately, I, I've I've played a lot of like mass killers, but I've also done like drama. I've done thriller type stuff. Um, getting ready to do you know love story type stuff. Um, I enjoy all of them. I prefer the horror because, you know, you don't even have to see me. It's more about mannerism and body movement and stuff of that nature versus, you know, hey, this guy's an old dude. <laughs> so, so literally get to hide behind the mask. But I also believe on a set, if it's your, if it's your film, you know, this is something you've put time and, and sweat and probably tears into as well. You know, you're kind of the uh, the chief. You know, um, if folks can't do what's required or what's asked of them, then you have to know that you can be replaced. Mm. Uh, and that's kind of a cutthroat way to look at it. But like you, Andrew, I know you and I, Elliot also mm. spoke on it. Casting your friend for a film, <laughs> hey, it, may, it may be a great idea. Don't get me wrong. But also, you may miss the opportunity to actually push your film over to the next level by bringing your buddy in, as opposed to this other folk, these other folks that could possibly pull the role better. Absolutely. So, I mean, there is a lot of the buddy system involved. You know, I've had a guy tell me, and I've never forgot it. I've never forgot what he told me. He said, "It's not what you know, but who you know," and that put a bad taste in my mouth. Still applies. Yeah. You know, but it put it, it put a bad taste in my mouth. But he was one of those guys that gets in a lot of films because it's his friends. Mm-hmm. You know, so to me that was like a slap in the face. You know, I'm thinking, you know, and I'm not knocking the guy; he's a great guy. Don't get me wrong. But but I do believe, you know, there were certain roles I could have probably done better than him. And I'm not putting myself on a pedestal because ask anybody that knows me, I'm a humble guy. I don't believe in boasting and bragging. Um, but I do believe I could have done better on some roles than this guy did, but he got them based on who he knew. Huh. Has that ever happened to you, Eleni? Um, yeah, but with me, it was a lot of times it was, um, like I wouldn't get a role if I didn't sell my soul in a sense, if that makes any sense, you know, like you can have this role, but you have to do this, 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 this. And it was things that I just won't do because I don't, I won't sell my soul, you know? And so many times I did lose it. It happened to me when I was modeling also, you know, if I didn't basically put out to be like kind of obsessed, you know, say it the right way, but um, I wouldn't get the job. And I I saw a lot of that in the industry too, in the industry. Um, But I was- you feel like you're heard in in those circumstances i mean now i do i do now i do now i think things have changed over the years you know over over the years things have changed a lot they've gotten better you know i think also being you know affiliated with sag that's also like a like a a bubble of protection in a sense you know you know that there's certain laws there to protect you. And, and, you know, if anything happens on set, pick up the phone, boom, the lawyer's right there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so things have changed throughout the year. Um, but I did experience it. It wasn't pleasant, but 
I didn't let it wear me down. I was like, you know what? Next, I'll get myself up and move right along. It was oh, absolutely, absolutely. So, but I, I'm I'm good. You know, it's it's good to to be where I'm at and and know that I got here with my blood, my sweat, and my tears versus anything else. You know, you're true. Now, and, I like it, Andrew. Uh, I know you and I have both done our fair share of casting. So, I mean, yeah. on the other side of this, um, looking at looking at it from that side in. Uh, what what is hearing all that? I know you've made decisions on unconventional reasons, and so have I. And I've never made the decision to cast a friend over somebody else if it was the right thing to do. You know, it's like, yeah. but but I know you have you've picked the not obvious candidate, you know, for roles. <laughs> so what does that look like on on you know our end of it? Hearing what they're saying. Well, I know based on one of the other conversations you guys had, you know, and I was involved with that Andrew said when he first started out, he did cast a lot of friends. And then I believe he mentioned that later on that that's not always the best route. So, and I do recall him mentioning the one about the audition where one nailed it. The other was a little iffy, but he, he looked at that person and says, I believe they can be directed. Yeah, and he, actually went, and he actually went that route and was very pleased with the outcome. Absolutely right, Jeff. You you are absolutely right. And uh, I agree with you, by the way, you, on what you said. So the answer to that, um, I, I'm a unicorn. <laughs> I love saying that. Um, I'm always looking for a diamond in the rough. And right. I enjoy doing that uh, because... Uh, I just have a heart for people. I just do. I I, I know how hard it is to get in. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of people just want to overlook good talent. But going back to that question, like I did start out with that because I had to use what I had. Right, right. And what I had was friends. And that was worth it just to get the feel of the camera, you know? So that was a necessity-based Yeah, yeah. But 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 Jeff is absolutely right. I mean, uh, once I got my my taste of uh, really understanding this filmmaking thing, it was like, okay, now it's time to now it's time to step it up. And you know that was not easy because uh, you know people want more from you. They want you know they expect more. Some do, and it's like, look, this is my dream. This is mm -hmm. my journey. Uh, you guys were just along for the ride. Yeah, if you want to be into act, get into acting, then right. get into acting. I'll support you. Go get an IMDb. If you if you uh, need a reel, I'll put one together. But I'm Absolutely. not going to do it for you, you know. Um, so I lost some friends, kept some friends, and got new friends as I'm sitting here with you guys. Um, but yeah, I, I'm with you guys. Uh, definitely casting your friends especially when you start to know what you're doing can hurt your production okay so now that you said like and i got new friends right yeah no we recently had this conversation too andrew <laughs> in regards to a couple of my friends oh. who i thought were actual friends but because i wasn't casting them in things and i wasn't giving them those opportunities because they genuinely didn't deserve them yeah. uh they both 
texted me and were like, we can't stand that you're doing things and we're not. So I don't want to be friends with you anymore. Okay. And they were the beginning because, you know. Right, right. So I mean, but it comes and goes, right? And I basically just looked at them and said, okay. You know, if that's how you feel, that's how you feel. Yeah, but. I would venture to say that if it came down to that, then they weren't truly your friends at all. Oh, I agree. There I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I just said that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's, that's, what well, that's, what I, that's what I mean. If they're truly your friends, then they're going to want to encourage you and push you in the right direction so that you can achieve your dream. That's right. And be proud of your success. And that's absolutely. And that's, yeah. And, and I think this industry has changed a lot over the past. Ooh, maybe maybe 10 maybe five years every year <laughs> yeah i mean right it's going weirdly in strange directions now so what does that look like for everybody who who has felt a difference in in this business and how has that looked to you in your respective roles oh who wants to go first <laughs> you go ahead, I, I can get to yakking on this one say that again I can I can get the chatting on this one, so I'm giving it, I'm giving you guys an opportunity to go first. <laughs> I feel I, like Elena should go first. I vote with you. Let her go first. Ladies uh, first. So the question was, how have things changed in the past ten years, and how has that affected you? Yeah. Um, well, to be honest. Um, I basically, you know, I go to my set and I just pretty much do my job and not get involved in who's saying this and who's saying that and why are they in this corner? I just kind of like block everything out. Not being selfish, I need to focus on myself, my character, and leave all the crap behind. Just go there for my job and I kind of leave. So that's the way I operate when I'm on set. I don't sit there and go, oh, Johnny just bought a new car and Susie did this and they had the, you know, I, it's just too much noise for me. Just like to go there, find my business, do my job and then leave. <laughs> so that's the way I've been operating for, for a long time. So I don't, I don't know if I can contribute to that question because mm -hmm. I don't, you know, I don't see what's going on. And I, I don't open my, I don't want to get involved in all that, you know. I just want to stay focused on on what I do. So I, I don't know if I can answer that question. I don't know. Fair enough. Fair Jeff. Enough. Well, myself, I have also, like some of you guys, lost a lot of uh, acquaintances, not friends. Um, you know, I've had people ask me to help them get in films, and I'll point them <laughs> in the right direction, and I'll make it clear to them, look. I can I can point you in the direction, but I can't do the work for you. Mm -hmm. And if you're if you're able to pull what they're looking for, then you got a shot at it. If you're not, then you probably won't hear anything. Um, I cut up a lot on sets. Um, I try to make friends with folks. I try to treat people the way I want to be treated. Uh, don't get into he said she said stuff. Um, uh, Try to stay away from a whole lot of chats. Most of the time, I'll put up a freaking smiley face or a thumbs up or something like that. I don't really interact a lot with that. <laughs> it's just, just, it's a headache to me. Uh, I'm kind of like 
Elena, though, I get on set. I try to focus on the character and what needs to be done. So I may branch off to myself some, you know, and try to just go over what I believe this character would be like and what kind of energy would be in it, the mannerism and all that stuff. And sometimes you have to do that, you know, get in a quiet place and just mess with it because ultimately at the end of the day, you want to put forth the best you've got. So I try to give it a hundred percent wherever I'm at, whatever I'm doing. Now my downside or my downfall is kind of like Andrew said, I have a heart for people. So, you know, I mentioned the makeup business and stuff like that. So me and my business partner, he's an actor as well. His name's Brandon. Brandon Wagner. Yes. Um, We have, done a whole lot of free stuff now the downside of that is you know you do stuff like that to try to get your business going try to get your name out there now the downside is once you do it for them free they expect you to keep doing it for free and you know you can't really operate a business and you guys doing you know buying camera equipment and stuff of that nature you can't really do that as a hobby or you're going backward. <laughs> yeah. you, you know what I mean? So, I mean, we've done makeup on people and they disappear with the prosthetic or whatever we've put on them. And, you know, that's money out of our pocket because we either have to make another prosthetic or we have to buy another prosthetic. And I wonder what they do with it when they leave. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know because they don't ever ask even how to remove it because oh. generally you have to use 91 oh, to 99% no. alcohol to remove the prosthetic because it's put on with prosthetic. Mm. So now we know there are people walking around with Jeff's prosthetics. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what they've done with them. They may still have them, but chances are, if they were not removed correctly, then they've torn them up. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I try. I try to get along with everybody, though. Yeah, I, I, I like you, Jeff. Jeff's easy to get along with. Yeah. Jeff is easy. He's easy to listen to, too. Uh, Andrew, you said you have plenty of words. So what are your words, honey? Well, okay. Uh, I started out writing in 07. So coming from that world, you could still sell a script. Right. Meaning you could, you could, you not just option it. You could sell it for a hundred, 500 grand. You know what I mean? Like that was a different world then. Digital wasn't quite there yet. Uh, it was it was there, but it wasn't you know as it is today, where everybody can buy a digital camera, and make their own film. So there was still on there was still driving to auditions going on there. The the online sites were creeping up, you know mm-hmm. they weren't there yet. You know it's just a different world today. Oh, absolutely. And then um, as as well, that's, just, that's just like what we're doing now. That yeah. wasn't something that was around. Yeah. It was yes. a lot of sitting around a table face to face. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, Although that's a blessing and a curse, I think, in, in a lot of ways. You're right. Well, I think here, I was going to say to double edged sword, kind of, because all this is a blessing and a cursing. Like, I would say, let me explain, because everything kept changing on me. So, right. like, here I am spending this time wanting to be a writer, wanting to write stories and learning the arts and craft of writing which i think is where it starts where you're Mm -hmm. you're an actor you're a producer a cinematographer you got to learn that writing and understand storytelling 
Right. So I was very lucky there to start there. But then as, as the industry changed, it started to change. Then there was a moment where the digital was coming in. The websites were coming in for casting, like Backstage and Actors Access. They were coming up. And then all of a sudden, big, the big producer, the big production companies, the big six or whatever you call them, they're making films and they're throwing them against the wall to see what sticks. Right. So for instance, uh, we had, a, I can't remember what they were, but it was like, it was like a Marvel movie came out, a fast movie came out, and it was like the third Divergent movie came out. And I was a Divergent fan. I like those movies. Right. I went and saw the third one and it bombed, right? Like, I didn't think it sucked, but I think the movie just didn't make much because it was competing with Star Wars and all these movies. And then, um, they didn't finish the series. They said, we can't finish it because we just, it didn't make any money. Right. And so now if it didn't make money, then there was a thing where movies overseas, uh, that's where they were making money. So it, I challenge you this just for fun. Go look up a movie and see if it profited and then see how much they made in the U.S. and then see how much they made nationwide. Oh, 100%. Yeah, there's- They very- stopped making money here, right? So then it, then it just got worse and worse and worse. And then it, so the middle ground movies, the ones that were like 20 million, uh, Red Dawn, the remake, 2012, that was a $20 million movie. Right. Those are rarely made anymore. Right. Now you have micro budget films and blockbusters. So and the remakes were dying. Right. You asked me like, what have I noticed? Well, I know we've all noticed it, but, but being in it, I went from writing saying, okay, I had some of the biggest production companies in the world, Millennium Films. Uh, I had some big ones that were looking at my scripts and then it's just like nothing. You can't get nothing. All right, well, I'll pick up a camera, get into acting. So I start doing that. And next thing you know, that gets harder. Right. Harder, harder. But what it did for me, this is where the blessing comes in. See, I learned all these things. I would have never learned all these things if, if all these hard things hadn't happened. Right. So things are 10 times easier today, but they're still 10 times harder today because they're easier today. Right. right. And, and does that mean that this market in this business is just so inundated with people who are actors, actors, you know, people who are thinking that they're, they're actors. There's Everybody, of, you can't walk without tripping over an actor so, or a filmmaker. Let me get to this. Let me get to this. I, I cannot believe the world we live in today because now we have a world where you don't have to audition. That's not true. I, I make people audition. Hey, congrats to you. Yeah, but- but, but this like whole thing where we where we go like this, we go like this. We get on Facebook and go booked it. I have to say it like that. Booked it. Yeah. What did you book? Right. Oh, you're gonna be in a TV series. Oh, you're amazing. You get yeah. like 500 comments and and likes. <laughs> I post a trailer to something that's real. Crickets. And nobody cares. Yeah. You know why? Because they don't want you to succeed. I agree. Okay. That sounds about right. They don't <laughs> want you to go anywhere. And so, anyways, I can go on and on. I told you. Wow. Well, you, so you threw the whole film industry under the bus. I did. <laughs> but no, no. I'm not <laughs> hating. I'm just calling it out. But look, 
you asked how it changed. It's constantly changed. Right. It's constantly the streaming platforms. Uh, they're struggling now. Uh, what's next? Yeah. Right. Dying. Right. And, and and like Andrew said, you know, like if you post something on Facebook, oh, I booked it. Everybody's like thrilled. <laughs> when you do you succeed? Nobody sits there and says congratulations. Nobody, it's like this, this jealousy. So what you do, what I do, is I don't post anything on Facebook. It's better if nobody knows what I'm doing because it's just, you don't want that negative energy like going through the, I don't know, the waves of life. Or you, can take, or you can take the silence yeah. as a badge of honor, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I, and I when I brought that up, I, I have to clarify this. Like, I didn't mean that, like, um, like you know, I'm jealous. It gets to me. Why don't, <laughs> they, why, why don't they love me, you know? <laughs> I, I didn't mean it that way, but, I, but I, I think it's an interesting time where everybody's a self-proclaimed actor now. I get on Instagram and I'm like, how many voiceover actors are there? Holy crap. They're all right. over the place. You're yeah, absolutely you can contest correct. to that, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, you are absolutely correct. And, and you're surrounded by bad work. Right. You and you want to do good. You're spending all this time on the arts and craft of learning what you're doing. And you're working hard. And you put yourself out there and you're drowned by garbage. Mm -hmm. So then so why? Why is it that that makes it harder for good people to succeed? Because you can't see them. Let me give you a scenario. You walk into the gym of Madison Square Garden and you see, I'm gonna just throw his name because everybody knows who he is. You see LeBron James shooting hoops by himself. Right. LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. He looks up, he sees you wave and he says, hey. Now you fill the stadium. LeBron, LeBron, he can't hear you. You don't hear nothing. LeBron represents that one guy pulling the strings that makes the movies, that executive producer. Right. We're all trying to get to him. Mm. Oh, you're right. That's a good analogy. <laughs> but but back, back to what you were just saying about the voiceover stuff. I was I had an opportunity to work with um, this guy named Keith. He was the doctor in The Walking Dead, I think eight seasons of it and then he got killed off oh yeah he was, he was at he was actually the casting director for a film that i just got through working on called um uh what was it another another life i believe it's what it was based on true stories like a faith-based film uh kevin sorbo was in it um chris mulkey was in it uh john west was in it um but yeah, super, super cool people to work with. And Keith was like, man, you ought to be doing like voiceover stuff for like films. And I'm like, man, do you know how many times I've heard that? Do you know how many times I've had people say, man, I'm going to hook you up with this. I'm going to hook you up with that. I'm gonna, you know, but it never goes anywhere. Mm -hmm. My thing is, it's just like I told him. I said, I do that stuff for people for fun. If folks ask me to record something, I record it. I send it back to them, let them use it for whatever they choose to. I just enjoy doing it. It's just fun to do. That's a good way to look at it. I think you almost have to have that perspective in order to just get up in the morning if this is the business you work in, right? I mean, <laughs> how many times has everyone experienced that whole, like, wait, what? You know, moment. In, in all of this, right? What happened? I'm so confused. 
Well, like, see, the thing, the thing is, I mean, even with big name, A-list actors, if you remain humble, that I push that to everybody. I try to keep myself in check with any of that. But there's so many of them that get to a point and forget who helped get them there. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't have people that are behind you, people that, that love you, people that encourage you and push for you to put the best you can. You know, I had an actor tell me one time, he says, you know, because we were doing a set and stuff of that nature. And he's like, you know, when it came time to to break to eat, you know, the actors went first, which I'm cool with that. But he he looked me dead in the eye and he says, man, if it's up to me, you guys would go first. He said, because without you guys, we're just a bunch of people standing around reading lines. Uh, So to me, that was humility. That was him putting us on the same level as himself. And, you know, that's the way I try to treat people. I have no reason to walk on a set and throw my chest in the air and all that. To me, I'm just I'm just another guy trying to succeed in what I enjoy doing. Well, then we're all unicorns. I, I like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I agree. I'm a big I'm a big advocate of because um, yeah, I'm, I'm a Christian. So it's like Matthew, you know, Jesus talked about I'm going to bring it up now. Jesus talked about let your yes be yes. Let your no be no. Right. And I carry that with me everywhere I go because I've had so many people look me in the eye and say, hey, we're going to be doing this. We're going to be, none of it happened. Yeah. They lie to your face. I know. Oh, that happens all the time. And your yes, just let your yes be yes. Let your no be no. Yeah. You know, you guys are getting, am I alone? Okay. We'll see. <laughs> we'll it. see. It happens the other day they're like you're booked you got this you know here's the script blah 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 Is, are we definitely shooting this yes 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 you know i, I called them up and i said what's going on i haven't heard you oh, well i don't it happening but you promised you said you, you know we agreed that it's not happening so people don't keep <laughs> they, could have, like, they could have at least told you it wasn't happening you know something an nda we're gonna send it to you this and that blah blah, blah nothing nothing oh. so and i knew something was up because if i have to reach out to them after so many weeks oh. you know kind of new but you know yeah. don't yes 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 and you know every actor feels excited and whatnot and you, you you're enthused and say oh i got this part whatever and then like they don't give you the courtesy of even contacting you or yeah oh that kind of like, it's, it's a blow you know <laughs> i agree with you i think i'm tired of apologizing for people who do what i do mm, right. like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's kind like, of in people. Yeah, but why do it poorly? Why not just do your job? <laughs> Is it really that hard? Well, and, and, you know, I think we've had that conversation as well. If you put someone in a position in your film or, you know, whatever, if you put them in that position, then trust them with the decisions and choices they make in that position, you know, back them up don't second guess them don't step over them if you put that person in that position then hey let them have edit let them deal with whatever needs to be dealt with right yeah yeah but i also agree with andrew as well let your yes be yes right you know i got i got cast i got cast for a role which i'd already done uh the first part of this film with a guy before and he contacted me out of the blue and he said man are you ready for the second part i'm like sure 
you know, so it went on and then he gets a little bit closer and he's like, yeah, I'm, you know, getting hyped up, going to do this, going to do that. And I'm like, okay, cool. Then he gets in touch with me about a week prior and says, Hey man, I went to this con and this dude, you know, first he told me it was his friend. Then I found out he only knew the guy about a week. <laughs> but oh. he's like, this guy is like, he's <laughs> like begging me, begging me to play that role. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, well, you know, I'd still like to have you help me with this and that. And I'm like, dude, if it's your film, if you want the guy to play the role, then let the guy play the role. Right. But that, that's something I take very serious, though, commitment. If I commit to a film with you, it don't matter if it's three, four, five years down the road. If I'm still living, I'm going to fall through with my commitment. So my thing is, if you cast me for a role, and you keep blowing it up and boasting it up, and then you wait about a week before, and you actually tell me this dude all of a sudden come into the picture, and you want him to do the role, that's fine. But don't look at me again if you go to casting. Mm. Right. So how do we combat all of this fair weather business, as it were? I mean, as as professionals, you know how how does that to me, it looks like a sea of uncertainty where there shouldn't be one. And well, that kind of goes along with what Elena said and also Andrew. You know, remain true to yourself and let your yes be yes and your no be no. Right. But then Andrew also pointed out how hard it is in that way to stand out because you can't because it gets well, lost. But he's right. And you're right. But it, it, staying the course. Uh, you're going to get distractions all over and it's never going to stop. Right. All, whether, even when we make it, <laughs> if we ever right. make it, right. those noises coming in. Uh, and you're well, not wrong because the people I, I work with, like in California, right. People like Eric and Eliza Roberts have certainly made it right. Different well, yet they feel as uncertain as, what I'm hearing here and and which is really interesting I mean not that Eric's never going to get another role again right like he's Eric Roberts he's definitely going oh, yeah. to. he'll get roles but they're not the ones he necessarily wants you know and and he's not getting the opportunities that he deserves oh well, hey 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 I want to ask you a question about that is do you think it's because there are so many like new upcoming actors now that and that's that's what I was getting ready to say Eric Roberts in his own time was a very well-known name right but, but now but now you have a younger version of all these actors yeah you know, very very I, very few of them will stand the test I mean you got Denzel Washington of course he will Morgan Freeman of course he will you know, right. Stallone, of course, he will. But you have got some, I mean, there's, there's Eric Roberts everywhere. Right. You know, and, and probably and some that's a that the world butter. Yeah, but I mean, gonna, Eric Roberts everywhere happened because of exactly what we're talking about. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I think everybody's right. And I'm going to say this now, hear me. The, the round tables we were talking about before you jumped on, I was talking about watching actual round tables. You can get right. on YouTube and watch Hollywood Reporter and those round tables. And they all say the same thing. It's like, you know, there's roles that we want to play. We don't get the options. 
and things have changed today and there's TikTokers making things now and there's all sorts of stuff that is in play. But I think that those actors that we know today, like Eric Roberts, Denzel and all these guys, I think they, a lot of them chose their own road. Oh, meaning, I believe that. Meaning like some got tired of the Hollywood system. Started taking the indies on. Some got mm. into financial problems. Nick Cage right. <clears throat> um, had to take on everything. Uh, but some of them that just kept going. Uh, look at Morgan Freeman. His own, right. He got his own production company. Some put but in I the think, work. I think that's Eric too. And I think that's why he does what he does. It's like he's, it could he's be. incredibly tired of being cast in the same role though. And I right. think a lot of people in that, in that age group have been now at this point just sort of thrust into this weird little like slot in, in the casting world. And mm -hmm. that, that and we are underappreciating actors that we really owe all of this to. And, and I think casting is always going to be there. Oh, absolutely. Love or hate, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be there. I, well, uh, I mean, and you even take people like say Robert England. Everybody knows him from Freddie, mm -hmm. but how many people know him from all the smaller B-title films he did? Okay. You know what I'm saying? The only one he really stood out in is Freddie. Right. Yeah, uh, you know, the, with the title. It's not that he's a bad actor, because he's a good actor. Yeah. But that was his thing. <laughs> I know, and you know, with typecasting, I, I learned that and you can get this in writing too. Like when you're, when you're a screenwriter, it's like, you can get typecasted as a horror writer or as a romance writer. Oh, uh, absolutely. That's okay. But, it, but the one thing that it benefits you is you get work. Right. right? Oh, oh, Ray Liotta. I met him. Great guy. Before he yeah, died. He is cool. yeah, he's yeah a cool but guy. there's a guy that's like, he was typecasted as a bad guy. That was mean and evil. <laughs> that's why. But the guy was brilliant at what he did and he got work because of it. but look at like you know i guess that's true of everybody and and to throw back to that to a similar ray liotta moment right we got kevin costner we've got you know all of these people i i love my favorite movie as a child was field of dreams Field of Dreams. I mean, I, I can still in my head see that scene where the girl falls off the thing with the hot dog and she's choked. Like, okay. And he walks over the side of the. But where are movies like that now? They don't exist. Why aren't we making that? I mean, making good stories. You know why, L? Because somebody goes, I can make a movie. I can make a movie. This is fantastic. Have you ever wrote a script before? Never in my Never. life. Never. Yeah. Let's just go make it. But I can do it. Mm. Right. And, and so listen, I love cool. the ambition. I love the ambition. But there's right. something well, about doing it right. right? Yeah. Well, you, you, you were talking about typecasting a while ago. Uh, early off when I first got into the acting side of things, I was getting very concerned that I was going to be typecast as a cop, detective, stuff like that, because I played a lot of those roles. But my thing is, see, and I look at it because Johnny Depp is a very versatile actor. Yeah. I like I like versatility. I, like I said earlier, I like to take on roles that are going to pull everything in you to do that role. Um, so I like to be tested. 
I don't want nothing handed to me. If it's got to be something funny, then sure. If it's got to be something like crazy serious, then I'm, you know, I'm going to work that route. But I don't want to fit into any particular little model. I try. So to how do you enforce that, though? Well, I'm just, I don't have a manager. I've, I've had several people send me links to check with this casting agency and check with that casting agency. I don't do that. The majority of the roles I get are through other people recommending me, or if it's a role that I think I would like to, you know, look into, I'll contact the person myself. I don't have a manager or any of that. I do it all myself. So, so when you contact people yourself, what does that look like? I'm just curious because like, yeah. wow. <laughs> Well, I mean, if it's a role I'm interested in, I'll send them that and I'll send them a link to my MDB, um, stuff of that nature. If they want to follow up with a phone call or a Zoom meeting, then I'll do that. If they ask for it, what's that? Where do you find the roles? Oh, I see them every which way. I mean, I hear them from people, stuff like that. Uh, like, like Andrew had mentioned earlier, Facebook slam full of them. I don't believe there's mini casting things that's not part of Facebook nowadays. Yeah. Um, I've also found roles through backstage, um, mm -hmm. stuff like those. Um, but yeah, a lot of it's just friends are getting in touch with me. I had a guy call me earlier. I haven't called him back yet, but uh, he was one of those that we've done a, some free work for. And I didn't really, wasn't in a great big hurry to call him because I'm feeling like he's going to be wanting something else for nothing. <laughs> But I'll, but I will be professional and return his call. There you go. And that's and I, what things should be made of. I want to ask uh, Ram a question. If if uh, not having an agent has that stopped you? Has that stopped people from hiring you? No. Or has it benefited you? In a, yeah, in a, I, mean, I, I haven't really had any problems based on the fact that I don't have a casting agent. Um, generally people just go off of, you know, basically my MDB and, right. you know, they may go off word of mouth of people who have worked with me or who do know me personally. And, you know, that's where a lot of that plays out or through conversation with me one-on-one. -on -one. Um, I've had people send me sides and want me to read those and send them back. And then they may ask for a video. And I'll do that and send it back. I mean, hey, if I get the role, I get the role. If I don't, okay. I'm not going to stop. Okay, but you that's know, not a manager, right? You, because you're going, to get a, you're going to get a lot more no's than you get yeses. Right. Yeah. And if you're taking this on as something you enjoy doing, then don't wear your heart on your sleeve. I right. agree. I can speak to this as well. I know a lot of people, celebrities even, who aren't happy with their agents and or managers at this point in time because they feel like those people are stifling their options rather than, you know, providing these like endless amounts of options that these people are getting. These, the agents and these managers aren't doing that. They're, they're sort of counting out independent things and, you know, this and that all over the place. And it's stifling careers to a lot of people. That's well, I, I know a guy right now that has, he signed on with an agent and he paid, you know, a fee to sign on with them. Which you and should never do. 
but but he's pretty much done all the footwork this this person really hasn't done anything for him right yeah you should never just for everybody listening never pay anybody to represent you that is not a thing please so don't pay any agent these days right so it's better to just do things on your own and not commit to this one person that wants your 15 or 20 percent Right. Well, so you're see, mean, okay, uh, taking a commission is one thing. Commission is one thing. That's okay. But paying people up front to represent you, no, no, don't do it. No, no. But see, that's another reason why I choose really not to have an agent mm -hmm. is because I think that kind of ties my hands as to what I can go for and not go for. And it does. Um, if I and see a film I'm interested in and I think I could fit the role, then by all means, I'm going to throw my name in the hat. Right. But I think sometimes with an agent, that agent's going to pick and choose what they believe you're going to fit versus what you could actually fit. Very true. So I, I try to do it myself. You know, if that role speaks to me or if, yeah. I, if I read something or synopsis of it or whatnot, and I feel like, hey, that would be a role I think I could really do a great job with, then I'll reach out about it. Otherwise, right. if I'm waiting for an agent to do it for me, you know, I'm sure agents have their hands full. They see all these freaking casting things and they've got multiple clients. So right. what's, what's the chance of you standing out in that sea of all these other people? You know what I'm saying? So if I do a one-on-one, -on -one, then I think I have more of a chance of possibly getting a role. That's very true. And I mean, I have a manager who represents two people, right? <laughs> but, but her name is Eliza Robber. And her other client is her husband, right? right <laughs> so, like, right. you know, there's that. But, but that being said, you know, I think I think all of us have experienced typecasting, whether it be in life or in 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 all of this. But, you know, that what it really comes down to at the end of the day is, do you mean it? How do you mean it? And branding. I mean, what you're talking about, Jeff, is ultimately branding. Right. And it, it's ultimately a decision between branding yourself or letting everybody else do it for you. Because you know, oh, everyone will make choice, right? They will make a choice. They will decide how they see you. You will have a brand in their head, regardless right. of what you try to do. But if you affect that, at least you have a say in it. And I think that that's brave and a brilliant choice in, in this market, as it were, um now that i've all made us feel all like meat but like you know in this in this market well, you know, I've, had, I've had people get in touch with me and i've gotten in touch with others as well when it comes to casting and i'll be real quick to tell them hey i'm interested in your role you know this is what i've got to offer if i send a video audition or whatnot but i'm like look if you find somebody you think fits the role better you're not hurting my feelings go that route Right. because at the end of the day you want who you think is going to do your film justice to play those roles it's not going to hurt my feelings here and you say no or or you know we decide to go a different route just be straight with me yeah and tie that into the friend thing right like if if it really affects somebody in that weird way then they didn't mean it in the first place and oh, I, I, think had a guy, I had a guy get hot with me and my business partner he's like man i thought you guys were going to give me some roles i'm like dude i sent you all these different places to check with even give you a few names to check with i can't mm -hmm. do the work i can't do the work for you right right 
you know, I'm not, I don't know what you're capable of. I know you do acting. You've got a little piece of paper that you went online and got that says you got this acknowledgement that you're an actor, you know, for two weeks. I said, but, you know, I can't make them people hire you. Right. <laughs> it, wouldn't, it wouldn't even be right. I'm not going to stick my neck out for you first off that way because right. I don't know you good enough to know that about you. If right. I think you're a strong actor or actress, then I will tell other people I believe that you're a strong actor or actress. If they ask me, do I think you could pull a role? I had a gentleman ask me that about my business partner, Brandon. I said, I absolutely believe he can. He got the role. And mm -hmm. the guy was very happy with him. But unless I really know you like that, I'm not going to put me out there either. And I'm definitely right. not going to put you out there like that. Nor should you. And I mean, speaking on behalf of two of you here that I auditioned, <laughs> right? You know, I mean, like, Andrew, you're like a brother to me. And like, I auditioned you, you know, and I mean, like, I, I agree. I agree with all of what everybody is saying. I think it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough business to be in. But you know what, I'm going to cap this off with a fun question, if that's okay. Before you cap that off. Okay, go for it. I get to say something. Go ahead. <laughs> You mentioned the agent thing. I think we got to real, got to realize that this whole thing is a broken system. Yep. Oh, absolutely. So, I got a couple sayings. One of them is, um, "Everybody wants to do you a favor when you don't need one." Oh, absolutely. Um, the other one is uh, nobody cares about you until everybody else cares about you. That's true as well. So where am I going with this? Well, ultimately, I think you should care enough about yourself to not worry about the rest. Agents mm -hmm. got agents got a couple hundred clients. Oh, yeah. And they're not same thing with film, too. Uh, if I, whether I go through a distributor, think of a distributor same as an agent for an actor. They're not going to market you like, like you think they are. You have to still do the work. No, you do. No matter what. If it got a film, I got it. It doesn't matter who's going to pick it up. You got to do the work. Most kind of like Ellie was saying, branding. You have to brand yourself. She, that's, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm saying. And, and so you don't need an agent. Uh, everybody thinks you need one. No. no it will help you. The better you do, the better they will do. You see what I'm oh, saying? Oh, absolutely. So, like you, you're you you're working hard and you're getting on these casting sites, uh, and you're you know you're auditioning, bing bing bang, and you're making something of yourself and you're starting to stand out and you're making a stride and you're getting your credits. All of a mm -hmm. sudden, that agent is going to do something for you. But I mean, I just got an agent this year. Yeah, I haven't had, had one in 16 years. When you start doing like that, you become a commodity then you move up the ladder as far as what that agent's going to do for you. Because I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to like not rip on the agents, but defend them at the same time because, oh, I agree with you because there's not enough work. I mean, if but, I were an agent. The season was crap this year. But people I mean, are cutting people off from work. That's true. There's that too. There's a writer strike too right now. Did you know that? <laughs> wow. Well. Uh, good to be non-union right now yeah well i am writer's guild but like the, the 
thing is that people cut people off at the ankles, knees, wherever they can cut them off purposes all over this business Mm -hmm. so you know that's just truth and you're right you shouldn't need an agent right and you don't need an agent we i think have proven that in this conversation i think there are so many other options but but if you don't feel comfortable branding yourself other people will brand you whether you like it or not right um yeah and i just i just wanted to make that point that you know, there's it's it's hard to look at it black and white with to say, hey, you know, I know I think if I need if I got an agent, it might help. Well, actually, it probably won't. You know, you'll sit there for a while. They're, they're not going to throw your roles. Right. But it goes back to what you said too. It's going a lot of that's going to depend on how much of the footwork you're willing to put into it. You got to right. put into it. Yeah, that's the bottom line. Because at the end of the day, you are responsible for you. Absolutely. Part of life, right? As a human, as an actor, as a producer, as a director, whatever it is you may do, special effects, makeup artist, you are responsible for what you do at the end of the day. Oh, and absolutely. So, all right, but let's do my fun question. See, I would love to work with any of you guys if the oh, opportunity see, ever comes up. We love you, Jeff, so it's okay. I love you, Jeff. <laughs> uh, appreciate it. Man behind the mask. That's what we have to call him now. Right? <laughs> Eyeball. The, man, the man behind the eyeball. Um, oh, yeah, that's I, right. I, that's I like right. I do have my eye picture up, don't I? Yeah. <laughs> hey, but hey, hey, if you guys have looked at my IMDb, you know what I look like. Yeah, I know what you look like. But oh, I saw your picture. But I like to call him the voice of reason because he's got the voice going too. So, well, it's I, funny because, you know, Andrew was talking about earlier, he was quoting the Bible. I'm actually a bass singer in a gospel quartet. Are you? Nice. Nice. I did not know, sir. Yeah, well, some other a group called Called right. Out. <laughs> What's it so called? Called Out. Called Out. Oh, called Out. Great. Cool. That's What's your very question? Cool. You're the dying to say it. Go ahead. I'm the youngest guy in the group. And you're how old? 25? Uh, yeah, 25 and holding, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 25 with a few years experience. 25 plus 25 plus two. That's fun. I hate math, so it's fine. I'm 52 years old. I got that part. But I I try to take care of myself, though. So I'm like 6'1", about 260. Well, now that we put out an ISO for Jeff... um, (laughs) The uh, question, Andrew, is if there, if you could play, if you could play any role that anybody that has ever been played, right? Any role in any movie, TV, whatever, whatever it is that has ever existed, regardless of gender, regardless of age, regardless of all of those things, just for your own purposes to like prove your worth as an actor or just strength as a human what would it be we'll start with Eleni because she's not had much chance I've had plenty of chance <laughs> but I was thinking about, I love I love Lucille Ball so the comedic side of me I would love to do comedy and just express my craziness so I would definitely oh. like to do something like that but then there's also the other side of me 
that loves like Angela Lansbury. I love the classics. I love classic actors. So I to do murder mysteries and, and be that. So detective. pick a role though. Pick a role that somebody has played. Like for me, for me, it would be Tom Hanks and Castaway. I would want to play that role. Oh yeah, the soccer ball. That was funny. That was good stuff though. <laughs> I can't think, you know. Um, let me think on that one. I don't know. I can't think of it. So. That's hard. Uh, <laughs> Isn't it? Yes, it's on perfect hard. Columbo and Murder She Wrote and all those classics. But the person that I don't know, let me see. Probably Angelina Jolie in Salt. Oh so, yeah. How's that? That was a good one. Thank you. <laughs> Quick on my toes. No, I like the way than that. It was like murder. It was like mysterious and sexy and evil at the time. <laughs> I agree. I would probably want to be any of the characters from Ocean's Eleven too. You know, mm. like like that would be a fun or anything with a mask, right? You know, where you get to take off that mask. I don't know, Jeff. You were kind of talking about that earlier. So anyway, uh, next, who wants to go next? All right. Oh, this, this, yeah, go ahead, Andrew. I got to hear I, this. One. I was just gonna say, if okay, two scenarios. If I had to be branded, right? I'd want I'd want Jason Statham like characters. If I had to, if I had to be Brent, because I have a martial art background, I have action behind me. I can do a lot of physically, and I and he could be kind of a cocky bastard, and I kind of like that. <laughs> but if if I have if I'm not branded and I just get to pick some awesome roles, I like stuff like I mentioned UL. I like James Spader's role in, in Blacklist. Plays Red. I, I like that. I like to play uh, a bad guy with a happy face, you know, where you're making a joke while you're killing someone. I mean, I know that sounds really sadistic, but <laughs> no, it doesn't. It I like hot. it, be- and I like it because I think you could really show some acting, and and I tend to lean towards more of the bad guy like characters, probably because I just don't get a chance to do that. Like, be a bad guy in real life so to well, put yeah, on i'll never face. be tom hanks i promise mm-hmm. you that i'll never be tom hanks but like wouldn't that be cool to play that role where you're literally the whole movie but like you have to have conversations with a volleyball i might have to write that just but you see tom hanks again like i mentioned earlier with johnny depp tom hanks is very versatile Right. I, do, I mean, I watched the Welcome to My Neighborhood where he played Mr. Rogers, and he done, Rogers. Yeah. He'd done an excellent job with that. Yeah. I also, yeah. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to seeing Owen Wilson pull off Bob Ross. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll see about that. <laughs> That'll be interesting. <laughs> that may be interesting. Right. Now it's your turn, Jeff. Oh, what mine's easy. Cool. Mine's easy. Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Yeah, oh, baby. I, Yes, Johnny. I was hoping you, you were know, just You know that he literally had everyone on that set scared to death because he got so in depth with that character. True story. Yeah. But yeah, that's the first thing when you ask that question. That's where my mind shot straight to. That's the answer. Then that's amazing. So <clears throat> wow, guys, we said a lot of things. We really yeah. did, <laughs> and um, it'll be amazing editing process <laughs> oh there's andrew's dog why um, edit it just keep it in just yeah, let it roll I probably will. yeah but that'll be that'll be even more interesting 
so anyway thank you all for being here um hopefully you'll come back next month for for round two um, well, it's always always speaking with you guys thanks for having oh, me oh we love you jeff don't be afraid <laughs> to show your face buddy yeah oh, I know. yeah I, i've really not worked with zoom enough to really know <laughs> how to get it to work <laughs> i'm gonna have to imdb you just to see what you look like well, yeah not, you look, i'm not i'm not that bad i think i sent ellie my link and yeah i, I have know, the link. i, I don't know if she ever read it <laughs> i did <laughs> i did i look at everybody all the time for oh, every okay. reason well, listen i think real people are great so I really appreciate the talk and shop. I think it's great. I, I love it. It's always good. It's fun to it's fun to connect and get in deep. Oh, it's always good to get other people's, you know, thoughts and opinions of stuff. Because I mean that could that could change my thoughts or my opinion of things. Right. Right. Maybe you guys I, may see something I don't see or I haven't thought about. So I always enjoy the conversation. Uh, we'll always tell you when you're wrong. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, I mean, I, 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 look, I definitely appreciate that because I, I tell people all the time, look, if I suck at something, tell me I suck at it, but also give me right. what I can yeah. do to make it better. There you go. I expect it's, the same, and it's real. You know, that's yeah. real. Well, you know, I mean, you can't, you can't grow and get better if everybody pats you on the back and says, man, that was great, and then go behind you and say, man, that freaking sucked. Yeah, true story. You know, true. Be honest about it. I mean, hey, we all don't know everything. Exactly. I mean, if it's life, you know, like I said, I'm a six foot one walking sponge. You know, I try to suck up all the information and knowledge I can wherever set I'm on. You know, because if you ever get to where you know it all, you can't be taught anything. That's right. True. Right. True. If you stop asking the questions, then you stop getting the answers. And Absolutely. Just true. Yeah. So thank you guys for well, being here. Happy. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. I appreciate you, Jeff, and your voice also. You know. <laughs> yeah, I, appreciate, I appreciate the kind words. And and Eleni, you're just beautiful, and I can't wait to work with you and you know feel better also because she, you. She didn't. She didn't call us beautiful, Andrew. <sighs> Well, okay, Jeff, you're beautiful uh, too. I'm, and I'm Andrew knows he's beautiful. Oh, <laughs> hey. Hey. Nothing wrong with here. Come on. I remind Andrew he's beautiful every day. Oh. So. oh. I get low. I get low. Yeah. <laughs> I lift him back up by telling him he's beautiful. All right, guys. Thank you. And uh, hopefully we'll see you next month for the same kind of thing, except for there's going to be some more people thrown in and it's going to be like a little bit of a wreck. We'll take so, it easy on them. It'll be fine. Yeah. We'll just sit back and listen then. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, guys. And have right. a good one. Bye. You as well. Bye. Bye.